Hello, and welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Subaru Show. I am joined by my two co-hosts and good friends and cheers members, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Cheers. Here we go. Cheers. What to do? The sheesh is never going to go away. Let's put it that way. We are all set. And uh, tonight we're going to be discussing uh, Chicago's most recent release uh, that came a little bit earlier this year. I think it was July, I believe, the release date was. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Chicago's most recent release, Born for This Moment. Um, and I'm very, uh, I- I'm excited about this one. I'm excited about this one. Or all. Well, let- let's get right to it, shall we? Um, I'd like to go first, if that's okay. Can I share my own thoughts on this for a sec? Absolutely. All righty. So going into a new Chicago album, this is a band person that I actually got into the past. I want to say me personally, it's got into the, I've known who they were. I mean, I knew they had like the horn section. I know they were different and stuff like that, but um, I will say listening to, um, I, so I, I got into them over the past three or four years heavily. My, in fact, my mo- Spotify Raptors came out and they were my most listened to artist. I found out, which I didn't even realize that until the, the end of the year. Um, I was just listening to listening to their songs so much from like the seventies into the eighties and whatnot, and into the early nineties as well. And so when I heard that they had a new album coming out and I heard they're touring. And so I, I saw them on the tour earlier this year too. Um, when they were when they came to our stop and I saw them, it's funny. The day that I saw them was the day the album got released to this album born for this moment. And I got to tell you, I, I overall, this is their first album of new material since 2014. So it's been about eight years since they put out any new material. I mean, they did put out a Christmas album in uh, 2019. That was just uh, some some new material, some old material, some covers as well uh, of Christmas classics and stuff like that. But they really, this is their first new album in uh, about four, uh, four, about eight years or so. So going to, I was like, I'm really excited because I, 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 I this is my my peak Chicago hiatus. I'm like, I can't wait, I can't wait. And overall, I mean, I, when I rank it amongst, because this like, believe it or not, this is their 28th studio album and 38th album overall they have put out that yeah i know i was was doing a little research beforehand they have put out so much content so many albums it's almost sickening how many albums they've put out truthfully um but for this um i was actually really i enjoyed what i heard for the most part i I would not there were some songs that's really stuck out to me we'll get to our track listing a little bit there were some songs that really uh, didn't hit the note for me, truthfully, uh, believe it or not. And but overall, I, I, I overall I, I did like this album for what it was worth. But uh, I'm excited to talk about them. Um, who would like to go next? Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just our initial thoughts of it, right? Yeah, no. just initial thoughts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a longtime Chicago fan. Uh, my dad's been a, you know, he's gotten me into a lot of their their stuff and um you know through kind of sharing albums together and not so much as i growing up as a kid i mean obviously i knew of the of their music and um you know the, the cheese stuff from the 80s which i still yeah. enjoy i've always been a fan of of that stuff as much as like some people cringe at it um but yeah um, this album it, you know there's definitely more miss than hit for me um but where it hits uh, um you know i was satisfied with what i heard um it's a little inconsistent uh it's got some uh you know it's a, it's definitely one of the most backloaded um in my opinion um albums that i um that i think we i've heard on the in the review since we've started this like where most of the songs i like are either um all on the end or even you know straight in the middle uh 
um, or to end. So, um, yeah, I mean, but I'm, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely seeing a lot of inconsistencies, but um, some, some high notes when there were. So, yeah. Cool. And uh, Kyle, what do you got? Yeah. So I guess I'll be the resident uh, non-Chicago fan here. Never been a, never been a fan. I don't care for the horn sections. That just really brings it down for me. It's something I've never enjoyed. Uh, so going into this, my expectations weren't high. And uh, it was pretty much exactly what I expected, if not maybe <laughs> honestly slightly worse than expected as an overall listening experience for me. Um, but we'll get into that later. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, let's jump over to... Uh, let's jump over to our where the track listing is right here. Luckily, it's pulled up and not like you know, hey, the worst track listing. Um, I'll read off the track listing, shall we? Uh, title track born from this moment. Uh, if this is goodbye, firecracker, someone needed me the most. Our New York time, uh, safer harbors, crazy ideas make a man out of me. She's right. The mermaid. I'm gonna butcher this. Sarah Dura Moore. I'm gonna. I butcher that. I'm sorry, guys. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you gotta believe for the love. If this isn't love and house on a hill, um, fourteen songs. Like I said, it's their most. Um, their first release in eight years. Um, my. Do you mind if I go first again for my standout tracks? Go for it, man. Sweet. Uh, so fourteen songs. It's a long album. It's almost an hour long. It's 57 minutes. I would say my, and believe it or not, this might be the first time on this show that might surprise a lot of people. I thought the title track was decent and wasn't the star of the show right then this one. I got to admit. So, I know Mike's flipping out right now. <laughs> Gee, someone write this. Cheers. Write this down. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like, like I, I mean, born for this moment. I like the song, but to me, it wasn't like the, the shining, you know, song on the album, for me, I, mean, I don't know. I liked it, but it wasn't like the, the, the ultimate. Like this is the best one since 2014. You know what I mean? Um, but I gotta say, my standout tracks would have to be "If This Is Goodbye," "Firecracker," and actually the last couple of songs like "House on a Hill" and uh, "For the Love." You know, those are actually some standout tracks for me because. For whatever, like forever, whatever it was, like the album started really strong, like you know, title track first. If this is goodbye, firecracker. Then it goes to you know some other tracks. And not really, I truthfully, as a Chicago fan, I'm not, not really the biggest on. Uh, like crazy ideas make a man. I mean, you know, not, not the biggest fan of those songs in the middle. But when it, after it gets up to after, after for the love and it, the, basically the last three songs of for the love. If this isn't love and house on a hill, we're kind of like a, a bit of a stronger point for me. Truthfully, I mean, I was listening to it literally before we started our live stream tonight, just getting ready for it, and I was like, you know what? I gotta say, the first three tracks and the last three tracks are really just the, to, to me the standout ones for me. So, like I said, born for this moment. If this is goodbye, uh, firecracker, and then the last three for the love. If this isn't love, and house on a hill. I really wish that there was more of like a. I mean. For those, I mean, I would say this not just for Chicago, but any band. Truthfully, I think any band, you um, it's always best when you have you write songs together. And what based on what we're seeing here, there's a lot of there's a couple outside writers on a couple of songs. Um, there's actually a uh, they um, there's a song on here called um, I don't know, not on here. Uh, one one of the songs that was written on here 
was uh, by, by one of their guitarists I found it who actually left last year in 2021. Mm. Uh, so he, he wrote a song and then I guess he departed or whatever. Um, but uh, I don't see a lot of Robert Lamb's name. I don't see a lot of uh, Lee Lochte's name. And I don't see a lot of Jimmy Pankow because those are the three original guys who are still in the band, believe it or not. Uh, I don't see a lot of their names in there. So they're kind of a bunch of their names were like in and out for Like, what is this? What is, I, mean, I liked overall what I heard. But as far as like actual like the actual band itself writing, not many of the guys wrote the songs in here. And that was kind of like a little bit of a wake up for me, a little bit of a surprise. But well, overall, those Lamb is on at least half of the album, I think. Right? Yeah, Lamb is yeah, on most of it. Lamb's yeah, on as a writer. first one. one I thought you were. Yeah. First one, fifth one. I'm going to make sure. Seventh. Uh. Um, this, nine, the ten, and then 12, uh, 12 and 14. 14. <laughs> yeah, so he's at, at least half, I think, almost directly down yeah. the middle. Yeah. I, I, I've always been a big fan of him. Truthfully, I've always been a big fan of him as a as a musician, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always thought that he, I, he was the guy who played the piano on Saturday in the park. I mean, I, that's just he's, his, his thought process on the piano is genius, in my opinion, because I played too a little bit. So, and I've studied his work. So, I, I've always been a big fan of his playing personally um and keith allen uh, just want, want to make a quick note make a man out of me keith allen was the guitarist i was mentioning he was with him from 1995 until 2021 so they, that, that he he left after a long time but uh he was actually pretty guitar pretty good guitarist but he met with that song too with jimmy Penko. um i don't want to take up too much time here but yeah my track listening the first three songs and the last three songs blew out the middle ones are a little bit like on the more boring side if you will so um but yeah, that's just me. most disliked song. Like, you have a just most disliked, or you just are they all even the, just you know? just because of the title alone, the mermaid. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like I would say that my most thank you, Mike. Like my my most disliked song would have to be the mermaid. To me, that song is just like it's questionable. It sounds like 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 um the Little Mermaid almost, like the Enchanted Under the Sea stuff. <laughs> I got some right. vibes there of like, oh, I'm watching the Little Mermaid. What's going on here? You know, so whatever. I, I but I. That, that was probably my least favorite track on here. and um, But then it picked up once you got to track 12. So that's just me. Uh, but yeah, those are my standout tracks. 1, 2, 3, and 12, 13, 14. Born for this moment, If This Is Goodbye, Firecracker, For the Love, If This Isn't Love, and House on a Hill. Mike, why don't you go next? All right. Yeah. So, I mean, as I said before, I'm a huge Chicago fan. I mean, I like I listen to their greatest hits almost like um, – you know, I could on a car trip, I could listen to it um, all the way through and then through again. I mean, um, I mean, just their stuff from the, you know, like the 70s and, you know, whatever, just like was some of the most just like some of the best guitar. I mean, the drums, the freaking um, big band sound, as Kyle knows, and I don't know if JT knows, I'm a huge big band, um, like orchestra in, in music fan. Like it literally touches a part of my brain that like isn't working currently as you can tell but um <laughs> like finally electric light orchestra <laughs> yeah exactly uh, electric light orchestra i mean i love i mean it almost uh resuscitates some of uh, some horrible pop music that they try to use that to kind of give it life um i kind of like it a little bit better because they're using some orchestration that um requires talent and skill like not just computers and um you know ipads and all this kind of stuff that people are using on stage to to you know make music but like an actual real organic sound so um you know as we said before you know some of the original members robert lamb uh, lee lochnane i think his Lock, name yeah. is Lognane. 
um, James Pankow and Walter um, oh, Parazader. Um, yeah, Parazader. Yeah. They were the, some of the original members, 1967 to, you know, obviously one of them's not touring with them, but, um, you know, yeah. I'm, I tried to like keep an eye on those songs with their names and see if like they brought some of that magic. Um, so as I said earlier, um, album starts really weak for me. Um, Born this mo- uh, for this moment, if this is goodbye, Firecracker um, really didn't care for those tracks. Um, they were okay. Uh, if this could, if this is goodbye, actually, I had a lot of problems with this song. Uh, organically like musically sounding wise it didn't have an organic it had a beat in the background which um was very strange to me almost sounded like r&b but like today's like trying to use some of those beats and it really sounded out of place um musically it sounded out of place it had a lacked body it lacked um uh kind of substance to it um so it just kind of had a weird pacing to it it would just pause for a couple seconds and then it would just go and it just it didn't feel like um it pushed along and one of the major cons of this entire album is the drums the drums are almost non-existent to like when they do exist they're so weak like i listened to some of their old stuff like obviously when they hit the 80s they went to synth drums and um the yeah. drums obviously took a major hit and i was hoping maybe they would bring back some of the original drumming like you remember like the original drums that were on the album they were fantastic yeah, um and i was yeah and i was hoping for like a, some kind of a middle ground but it seems like the drums took a major hit and they continue to be very dr- uh, drowned out and non-existent um which kind of hurts um, the beats of these albums the 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 life of blood or the the rhythm of them they have a very synthetic feel to them so um uh yeah so i mean yeah so starting off with those first songs uh you know just really is not there i uh if this is goodbye kind of started growing on me because it was just a little catchy with some of its uh, the vocals and stuff like that but overall i just wasn't happy with what they were bringing and then someone needed me the most kind of kind of like the cheese you know the vocal stand out in a powerful way um it kind of reminds me of a folgers song i don't know about you but you know like the best part of the way i like i almost reminded me of like I almost went to my kitchen to get some coffee. Like, I don't even drink coffee. But like, I literally. I'm going to do that I, when I get coffee tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go listen to anyone. Yeah. Go listen to that and try not to think about Folgers after you're done. <laughs> listen to that. Um, yeah. So, so those is kind of like, and then boom, the number 10 on this album for me is our New York time. My favorite song of the entire album by a country. Wow. Notes. Uh, uh, Kyle. Wow. I know it's your least favorite, so not, you don't even got to say anything. It's not my least. It's not my okay. least favorite. Don't worry. But it's it's there. It's it's there in the group. It's, it's I know there. it is. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I on your time. I mean, I I really enjoyed this song. It almost um tricked my dad, who I showed it to, into thinking it was um you know one of their original songs. It has a good uh environment to it while you're driving in the car i just yeah really like that and then we go back into like songs i don't care about safer harbors boring uh crazy idea weird drums once again strange change of musical direction um uh, uh, make a man out of me it's cheese but uh you know I, it's a little bit better she's right and then i actually really enjoyed the mermaid uh it's got a unique <laughs> i know i know it's it's got a unique kind of uh 
kind of I can't explain it. It's like um, you know, a, a samba or a waltz or some kind of a you know like it, it's cool like it just has a cool vibe to it it's unique it's different than the entire every song on the album which is why i rated higher um uh yeah and then the last four songs are some of my favorite songs of the the whole album except house on a hill which was boring once again uh, the drums were actually a little stronger on this track but the song mm. is boring doesn't do anything just kind of just runs it spins its wheel but my second favorite uh, song on the entire album is if this isn't love great chorus uh um weak drums again once again but uh best chorus on the um, second best on the entire album for the love as well a little repetitive in the beginning but actually goes off into some kind of a musical instrumental journey which i love which chicago does um some of the best um backing band sounds and instrumentals um for the love you've got to believe those are those two songs got to believe is a little weird um just doesn't develop but it's got some catchiness to it um yeah, yeah. so um yeah drums uh con you know cons drums a week inconsistent songwriting uh sound on some of the songs too long of an album uh you know yeah. i felt like it definitely added a bunch of uh, some fluff in there and then some some hits um so yeah, that's just uh, how I was feeling about the album. Oh, and then, oh yeah, that's right. I wanted to share this hilarious line from this song. So my favorite song, Our New York Times, had a freaking line that made me crack up laughing. And you know, the cheese of the lyrics kinds of come in and like makes you laugh. And they said, we lived uh, on hope and we dreamed upside down. I laughed when you called me your big apple clown. The two of us, <laughs> we vibe with life. We vibe with like, what is this like? Uh, are we like trying to break through to the uh, today's youth uh, lingo? Which vibe was a word they used back in the old days. So I, maybe Chicago feels like this is the time for them to use that in today's kind of lyrical, uh, you know, area, like lyrical group and be like, oh yeah, our destiny unclear. Monday, Monday nights, the Vanguard, I still whisper in your ear. It's just so dramatic. And, you know, uh, and calling someone a big apple clown is just bizarre. Um, so, yeah, uh, I just want to read that little snippet from the cheese of uh, Chicago, who does it the best that the best cheese uh, a band can do is come comes from like their 80s stuff. And, and some of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. I know Kyle loved this album. Come on, Kyle. Yeah, you Give can it to say me. that. <laughs> so, yes, this album's way too long. It is, it for someone that's not a Chicago fan, that's not a fan of this style and the big band horns and brass sections, this was a chore to get through. I'm sorry, guys. This was, like, <laughs> brutal to get through numerous times. Uh so I'll start with the one song I actually did enjoy from here. And by enjoy, I mean the one song that I would go back to, which was actually Someone Needed Me the Most. It's <laughs> I cheesy. thought you were, putting, no. you were putting your pointer near our New York time, and I thought you no. were going to mess with nope. me. <laughs> uh, it's, it has, it's total cheese. Yeah. But the vocals on this are the strongest vocals on the album. Lyrically, it's not bad. The only thing, again... The only thing that prevents it from being higher in my books is, again, just the horns, the brass section. I, the brass sections on almost every song on here sound the same. It sounds like they just <laughs> copy and pasted from each song. You're like, oh, so we did this on this song. How about we do that same ascension into the chorus, 
but in a different scale. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Now I, I wanted to add to that. I do also agree. This band feels like they are chasing their previous self yes. in a, almost ways like they, like you say, they use almost the same exact almost form. Every big band yeah. section of this was just just yeah. do this ascension, but instead of the key of C, we'll be in the key of whatever in this song. And it's so many songs they would do that, and it'd just be this ascension into the chorus. I'm like, yeah, okay, that was and it feels like they're they're chasing their previous self and yes. in a lot of ways it's almost like they re-listened to some of their old stuff and were like all right gotta do it that way again we can't use big band sounds in any way but the way we used to do it because that's our sound it's like mm -hmm. no guys like your sound is something that you, it evolves over time you know so and yeah. I, I also just want to say that a lot of this for me was very just mid because i was trying to look at it objectively i was trying to take my personal past feelings on their music out of this and just look at it from just my objective viewpoint which i managed to do for the most part so a lot of these songs I just thought were mid i was like if these were on the background they'd be inoffensive whatever and a lot of the songs were like that for me songs like make a man out of me safe harbors just things that were if they were in the background i just wouldn't think anything of it firecracker born for this moment also fall into that hmm. now i'll get into the ones i really didn't like because there is a quite a few of them but one i'm going to start with jt i'm surprised you liked if this is goodbye because if you take the horns out of that song it's just a maroon five geordie song it has <laughs> oh, the most minimalistic modern pop instrumentation yeah. but they got around it by being like we'll throw some horns on here mm. that's the only mm -hmm. thing separating it from geordie it's legit. Go back and listen to it compared to one of the better songs from that record. Other than the vocalist on top and some horns being thrown in, it's the same thing. Mm. There's just such a minimalistic beat. Also, most of these songs, I'm just going to use this as a general statement. The guitar is so buried on so many yeah. of these tracks yeah. that occasionally you'll hear a lead guitar part and it'll actually be really good. And it's like, wow. That should be the forefront. That should be what you're doing more of here, but they don't do it. So mm. honestly, with that said, I don't know the inner workings and why their previous guitarist left, but maybe <laughs> it had to do with the direction here of burying the guitar in the mix every time you want to have a song. Mm. Awesome. Now, Mike, uh, I'm going to counteract you here on our New York Times. I actually will say, I think the jazzy instrumentation actually works the best on that song out of any of them. Hands down, that's the one song it didn't bother me on. But the phrase, New York time, gets beaten to death <laughs> so much within the first minute of that song that it, yeah. drove, me nuts. it drove me actually nuts. Because I was like, who wrote <laughs> these lyrics and thought, we'll use the same phrase this many times. <laughs> Yeah, but I also agree. Definitely. Crazy idea. It, it's boring in a really bad way. Yeah. Mermaid, I agree with JT. It's one of the worst on here. Sorry, Mike. Uh, <laughs> it's insanely Mike. boring. It started, actually started <laughs> to put me to sleep. But I'll get to my two least favorite by a landslide. <laughs> she, the song She's Right. The, the vocals on this record were the saving grace for me. Almost every song had vocals that were technically proficient, interesting, and worked very well. 
This song is not one of them. This song mm, going for song. like that deep, gritty vocal style. Yeah. Didn't work. It's an annoying chorus and it's very repetitive, which is another common thread with most songs <laughs> on this record. You read the title of the songs here. That's essentially the chorus. Repeated. <laughs> yeah. To death. The, throughout the entire <laughs> And then oh. I think we're me and Mike are also on an agreement on House on the Hill. Mm. Awful song. <laughs> I it is that. the most boring. It is the most boring song on here. It is insanely mind numbing, and it was putting me to sleep. Say it, Kyle. Just ended it on if this isn't love, and I hate this song. <laughs> it is. It was actually one of the most mind numbing songs I've heard all year from a actual legacy, one of the biggest bands out there, and um, it's. It's funny that you say uh, the gritty vocals because there was a guy who passed away in the band. Um, Calf was his last name. I think it was. He shot was himself in the head. Oh, really? Terry Calf shot himself in the head by accident. He was high. Wow. Not, not yeah. kidding. Wow. Terry Calf, he, he did. He had the gritty vocals. Yeah. And, uh, the, and this is okay. Now, some people might come at me for this and go oh they're just replacing a, a an element of the band that was there and now it's not i get it you're trying to so the horns sound like this we're going to play the horns like that uh the gritty vocals were like that now we're going to replace uh, somebody who's going to do the gritty vocals like that mm-hmm. like uh, uh, music is not an uh, a, an equation you don't have to go oh well i got to replace this with that you can just kind of play you can just get somebody in the band who's going to perform and and leave it at that you don't have to have those elements there and i feel like what kyle was saying is exactly like like it's just like oh we're going for this and because our old stuff had that and you know like yeah. um not for the sake of just you know and it, i get it but it's just you know it's very formulaic and um you know it's just not necessary you know i just feel like this was a it's just an example of a legacy band just throwing whatever at the wall, seeing what sticks and trying to become relevant again in a way, because there are certain songs specifically, if this is goodbye, like I mentioned, doesn't surprise me that that was the single here because it's just, it's one of the minimalistic modern pop trend, but they said, let's throw the Chicago style on it, throw some horns on it. That'll make it better, which I guess it made it more interesting. But at the end of the day, I guess I struggle to see who this record was really for. Because I don't think it, I think there are songs on here that do hit that old school sound that, you know, older fans would enjoy. But I think there's also a lot on here that does go towards that more modern pop stylings of just being minimalistic. And I just don't think it works. What were your top all. tracks? And what were your, your, your top tracks were and your least favorite my, were? Which my one? tops. Someone Needed Me the Most was really the only one that I took away from this. Hmm. Uh, other two that I guess would be close born for this moment in firecracker. I thought were interesting. Yeah. Other than that, everything else was just super either mid or I just really didn't like it. Hmm. Uh, the ones I disliked the most, she's right. House on the Hill were by far the two weakest, uh, mermaid and crazy idea were close behind and our New York time was like right behind that one. Hmm. And then the rest were either just, you know, boring and inoffensive or just kind of there. 
Let's... Right. All righty. I'm just looking up something really quick. Um. Yeah, they've. It's funny you mentioned Terry Catholic because it's funny their earlier stuff is so guitar driven. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like yeah. harder edge guitar with horns. Oh, it, yeah. I, I would almost make the argument that it's the band Cream with horns. They're like their first two or three albums. Yeah, which is significantly Fantastic. more interesting than this. I know. I listen to that, Kyle. I have. I'm still not the biggest fan. So for me, big band sounds like horns and brass. I've never liked it. It's just never like agreed with my ears. Yeah. Uh, just a personal taste of mine. I go for more orchestra, like string instruments, like violin, cello, things like that. I'd much mm-hmm. rather a band incorporate that than big band styling jazz, but that's that's just a personal preference. Gotcha. Cool. Um, give me one sec. Let me just pull it up here. Um, any other track listing stuff at all, or we're good? Good on my end. That's good. So let's do some, uh, let's wrap it up here for a little bit. So our overall impressions, our last, uh, our, our rating as well. Um, I, I would, I'll go first. So for me, there are many different parts of this that I actually, there are some points, as the, as I said, that I enjoyed. There's some points that like the middle, of the, the middle of the album was very much a, a low point for me uh, listening to it as far as just like what, um, and truthfully, does it would, did I expect this to hit like the high note of like their first three albums or even their first, you know, the seventies style did like, did I expect it to hit that high of like, Oh wow, this is one of those. No. I mean, I, I do agree with Kyle's point though. I will say this is a band that I mean, their last album was eight years ago. So they're trying to put out new, I, I, I respect them for trying to put out new content. I respect them for trying to put out, an album that they felt is, that they feel might feel relevant to the time and stuff like that of 2022, almost 2023. Um, I just, um, there were, there were, there were more, there, there were some lows, but there, there were some definite highs for me, as I mentioned, like the first three songs for me and the last three songs for me, truthfully. Um, but th- that's again, that's just me. You, you've heard different opinions here as well. Um, overall, I would give, I mean, I'm going to give this album a solid 3.5 out of five. Cause I, I'm not as someone who's in the Chicago folder, like I will listen to, I, I, I have not dove into their nineties material yet. Cause I mean, that's a whole different ball game as well. Cause they were in the nineties. They were trying to like experimental sounds and stuff like that. Um, I've done research on like, they were trying to like change their way. Like, you still use the horns, but like trying to make it like a different type of Chicago. Like in fact, in fact, one of the, they, they were going to release an album in the mid to late nineties, no, actually mid nineties. And it would, they went away from the ballads and stuff like that. And actually I found out that album, they left their record label because they had so much faith in that album. I, that, 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 I, I forget if they released it or not, but I mean, that's something that I was like, I, I give them credit for. They want to put out good content. And this one was, it was good. But it wasn't like, was I expecting this to be like the next, you know, like the, the best album of 2022? No, I I, I was not expecting. I, I was just expecting a, a, a good release. And to me, I overall, I felt satisfied and I got that good release. But there were some low points here and there looking because I did listen to it when it first came out, too. But I didn't um, I didn't uh, hear the rest of uh, 
I listened to it fully when it came out, and then I went back to it just to, to prep for the stream. So, yeah, but 3.5 out of 5 for me. That's where I stand on this. I mean, might be a little lower than I expected, but at the same time, it's where I, I do I do think that it's going to uh, lie there for a little while. It might go lower, it might go higher. I don't know. We'll have to see. 3.5 out of 5 for me. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think the biggest thing to emphasize here is a band who makes an album. An album is a tough thing like a full album of songs that all are awesome and all like hit hard. And I think Chicago's obviously those days are beyond them. Like they have no, like all of the, the creative juices and the kind of like um, the environment that needs to be in place for that to happen. Um, a full album of all songs that click. Um, it, it's a hard thing to pull off. And I, I think whether my rating is low or not, is irrelevant because um if you can take one or two songs out of this and yeah. put them on a on a compilation of chicago music and add it in with the rest of their massive catalog is like huge in itself like if there was nothing good on this um it would be a complete uh failure in my opinion but because i could grab two songs off of this and add it to their catalog um the rating doesn't have to be high because um it's 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 really hard to pull off an album full of magic you know at this point in their career so um for me it's a 2.8 out of um five you know i was almost there at a three but like i just couldn't get there because i mean like seriously like uh there's so many dips in uh like the songs that i'm listening to that like by the time i'm able to come away with something that has some memorability it's like once again washed away by a lot of boring kind of um just songs that are um that just don't have the the instrumentation when it comes to like the, the sound of the drums the sound of the guitars the sound of like uh the general kind of production with that that keep me interested and motivated the horns it's drowned out by the horns it's drowned out by the backing uh um uh the backing band and um you really lose a lot of the the qualities there so um yeah uh like it doesn't really matter the uh, chicago's uh awesome and uh they really you know don't need um to put out an album that's like a, all a superstar 10 and if they do it's like like I don't know what they're doing, but they're, you know, if they're able to pull that off, that's a very difficult, it shouldn't be an easy thing. And it clearly isn't an easy thing. But if you go on their YouTube or their, their uh, pay, fan pages, this is the greatest album ever. Uh, it, every it beats every, yeah, it, it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, you know, lamb walks on water. I mean, you know, the usual <laughs> the usual thing, but I mean, yeah, like I said, it really is irrelevant to, like to be a high scoring album it's it, it it has some cool you know like kyle was saying it's a cool background album like you're driving along yeah. and you're playing it you're you know it gives you the 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 feels and you know i wore my new york hat today because i'm kind of in protest to chicago style pizza chicago in general you know uh screw you chicago no i'm just kidding but uh <laughs> um yeah <laughs> but i definitely uh yeah 2.8 out of a five um, for me. All right. And Mr. Villain Kyle, himself. The yeah. Well, someone has to give it a, the lowest score <laughs> of the day, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, you know, going into this, I don't expect many artists, if any at all, to release their best work mm. at this 
stage in their career. It's almost never happens. It's very rare. Um, with that said, this is also an artist that I've never been a fan of, as I'd mentioned. Uh, so for me, a lot of the songs on here became very boring very quickly. A lot of them follow the same formula. Uh, the vocals were the redeeming quality for me on a lot of these. They were very, very technically proficient, very well done. Um, I think that a lot of songs would be elevated without the overuse of the horns in a lot of places. It does feel like that they were just shoehorned in there just because they were like, oh, we're Chicago. We got to put this in here. A lot of times they followed the same exact formula with the horns and it kind of threw me off a lot. So not my style. If you like the style, you might enjoy it a bit more than I did. Uh, it was also just way too long, way too bloated of an album. Uh, so for me, I got to give it 2.25 out of 5. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, any other concluding thoughts before we wrap it up tonight? No. Nope. All righty. Well, we want to thank you all for watching and listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this stream. And uh, if you have not already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on podcast format. And uh, yeah, and we want to thank you guys for watching, listening as always. Tune in next week. I believe next week we're going to be doing our our best and worst of the year, right? Is that so. right? Uh, either next week or the week after, I think. <laughs> okay. Because I mean, there's so only we're so close to 2023. Uh, I was going to say we. It's a good time to announce that too. We will be doing a best and worst uh, ranked list of the year that we've listened to or, or talked about on this stream as well. So we'll uh, we'll give you the <laughs> feedback on there too. Uh, I want to thank Mike for joining me and Kyle as well. And uh, yeah, but uh, for all of us here at the Super Show, stay safe and uh, listen to Chicago. Well, some people, not everyone. <laughs>